0: Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving, life-changing. Take care. Well, it is great to have all of you here, and I hope you're having a good, good morning. That was great worship, and uh, I want to thank these guys for it. And it's just great to spend time in God's presence. That's the whole goal of worship, is to hang out with God. And uh, when we do that, and when we do that successfully, then it becomes a very meaningful time. And I hope it was meaningful for you this morning. Have you ever been to a show or a concert or a comedy act or something like that, and then the the the, the artist says, "And have a great evening," and then you're like going, "Oh, come on!" And then the crowd begins to go, "We want more! We want more! We want more!" And then, you know, they're cheering for this encore experience. Have you ever been there? Have you ever gone through that? Well, well, this is kind of, today is the encore experience of what Jesus brought to his people after the resurrection. You know, we, we focus on the resurrection. We realize that uh, Jesus died. And um, we'll talk about that in just a, a, little, a little bit more in depth. But um, he, when he rose again on Easter, we focus on that. And it's, it should be. We should focus on that. Every song we've sung, I felt like, was a highlight reel of Jesus and what he did as he rose from the dead. It was a very cool experience. I, I kind of had a, a weird imagination moment down here where I was like, and, you know, every song we've sung is kind of like this highlight reel. And then we all cheer when we see the, the, the big win or the big... Uh, uh, action that Jesus did. and um, But I want to focus today on Jesus' encore experience. When he comes back, I mean, can you imagine the, the, the whole message this morning? I want you to try and put yourself in the story. Who are you in these, in this story? Who are you in this encore experience that some of the people that followed Jesus had? We, we first need to put ourselves in that place where um, we understand that uh, Jesus died, and his disciples were like, oh, no, this didn't go so well. You know, they're thinking in their heads, what, what do we do now? What, what goes on? And they're thinking back to Jesus' words, and they, they, I think they remember hearing that he would come back to life. But no one had ever done that yet. I mean, Jesus did it with a couple people uh, while he was on earth. He brought a little girl back to life from death. He brought Lazarus back to life from death. He did that a few times, but and now the, the person who brought the people back to life is dead. What do you do with that? What do you do when, when you, your, your experience isn't matching your expectations? What do you do when that moment... Um, kind of crushes your dreams and your thoughts and your, your ideas. I, I don't know about you, but I've had experiences in my life where I'm like, okay, I thought it was going to go this way. didn't. But then God shows up. And he, ha- he gives this encore experience. I love this, this idea of, of coming back. And when he comes back, he doesn't come back to kind of give us this I told you so moment. He comes back to fulfill his promise. He promised that he would give eternal life. He promised that he would defeat death, hell, and the grave. He promised that he would give you and I hope. He promised that he would redeem our souls from sin and allow us the privilege of having a relationship with the Father. And all of that required that he come back from death to life. I like the fact that he was the master of follow-up. Do you like when people follow through? Like when, when people come through and their promises and their, their guarantees and all the things that, that, they, um, that they promise. And, and here we are uh, in this unlikely moment. We've been doing this whole series on unlikely moments with Jesus. And I can't think of a more unlikely moment than realizing that Jesus died and then being confronted with the very real Jesus after he comes back to life. That's an unlikely moment, right? I mean, we have people in our lives uh, that have passed away, and did it ever cross your mind that they'd come back? Did it ever cross your mind that they would be resurrected, that they would come back and that three days later, after they died, that they would come back and visit you? Most for most of us, if not all of us, we don't anticipate that with people today. We don't anticipate that moment. And I'm not trying to make light of death. Or the pain that we feel when we go through it. But we don't sit there and go, okay, I'm just waiting for my, my in my case, my father and my mother to come walking through the door and say, hey, Ricardo, how's it going? I just came back to life. That would be crazy. That would be unusual, unlikely. It would be a, a completely different experience. And so uh, put yourself in, the, in, in their circumstance. Put yourself in, in the likelihood of these disciples thinking, okay, we saw Jesus die. Now what? We saw him. We followed him for three and a half years. We saw him do all kinds of crazy things. We saw him. We heard his teaching. We heard his promises. All these things. But now he's in a tomb where all dead people go. What do we do? In their minds, he would stay dead. In their minds, when we start reading through the story, he would stay dead. In their minds, it was highly unlikely that he was coming back. What do we do with that? What do we do? And what we find out is that he showed up. He showed up. He came back. And there's a passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 15. This passage is written by the Apostle Paul. He was one of the most famous um, apostles or followers of christ he was a unique follower of christ because he started out punishing the church persecuting and even killing christians for being christian and then he became a christian in a miraculous experience in a a, a, a visitation from jesus and paul has this experience that he uh has with jesus and then he begins to tell the, the Corinthian church, this church, there's a little bit of a troubled church, he tells them this in, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. He says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. The gospel means good news. <clears throat> I preach to you which you received and on which you have taken your stand. In other words, the, the Corinthian church had believed in the gospel. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. Then he, then he gives the picture of the gospel. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Powerful statement. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And here's where normally us preachers would end there. He died for our sins, he he, he came back to life, and on the third day... and, and And according to the scriptures, we have the hope of eternal life. But then he includes this really interesting part in in this passage. He goes, and, and he's explaining the gospel, and he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living though some have fallen asleep then he appeared to James then to the apostles and last of all he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born and I'll explain that in just a moment um he didn't get dropped on his head or anything like that when he was born um he was uniquely saved is what that simply means He had a unique relationship with jesus, but isn 't it interesting that that, that he 's explaining the gospel the good news, and he says that <clears throat> of most importance, Christ died for our sins, he was buried, then he was raised on the third day according to scriptures and and then he includes the encore experience all the disciples had fascinating and so he explains that part of the reality of salvation, part of the hope of salvation, is Jesus reappearing or doing his encore experience after his resurrection. Us preachers, we normally stop at the resurrection and we don't follow through with the rest of the gospel or what we could call the proof that Jesus is alive today. The proof that Jesus is alive today there's an author that says something really interesting he he says here's how I look at the evidence of the resurrection he's an apologist he he explains why we can believe in Jesus and he says here's how I look at the evidence of the resurrection first did Jesus die on the cross and we'll look at that in a moment and realize he did die on the cross even secular historians record the death of Jesus on the cross and second, did he appear later to people? If you can establish those two things that he died on the cross and that he appeared later, then you've made your case because dead people don't come back. So if we can agree that Jesus died on the cross and we can agree that he appeared later to people after the resurrection, then he has risen right that's that's a powerful reality can we admit for a moment that the resurrection was highly unlikely but if we will admit that jesus died and that he appeared to people afterwards then he is risen indeed that is the power of the gospel that's the gospel truth. If we preach that he died for our sins and he rose again and that he appeared again for others, we have the hope of eternal life. There's proof that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again because he appeared to multiple people after. In fact, for 40 days after he died and after he rose again, he appeared. Now, here's why I think he appeared. Not just because he wanted to go, see, I told you, I could do it. <laughs> I told you I would, here I am. No, he, he appeared to show that he's a promise keeper. That he's someone who follows through. That he's someone that just doesn't make a, a, a bunch of statements and just doesn't blow smoke and all that kind of stuff, but he comes through, he follows through. And he is a promise keeper. So I want you to imagine with me as we begin to walk through a few stories about his reappearance. His resurrection appearances, his encore presentation. Because I know if, if you were, if you're like me, I mean I would have been the disciples. I mean I'd be, and they were hunkered down and hiding and afraid of the government and all these things because the government and, and, and the religious all just killed Jesus and, and they put him in a grave, um, in a tomb. But uh, at the end of the day, they're still afraid because, they, honestly, they saw him die. They knew he died and they acted like that. Sometimes we go through life and we're still acting like Jesus died. Sometimes we're just accepting defeat. Sometimes we're just looking at life going, oh, Jesus doesn't have the power to save my soul. Jesus doesn't have the power to change my circumstance. Jesus doesn't have the power to give me hope in a hopeless circumstance. But if we will realize that he died and that he rose and that he defeated death, hell, and the grave, then there's not a thing that he can't do to support and encourage our lives even through tragedy even through difficulty we have hope amen? amen amen in Luke in Luke chapter 24 it says this on the first day of the week that's Sunday that's today that's why we call Easter Sunday on the first day of the week very early in the morning the woman took the women took spi- to, took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb so they're still acting like Jesus died. They're going to the tomb to prepare him for a better burial than what he had already experienced. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men, or a man and a woman, two men... In clothes that gleamed like light, lightning stood beside them in their fright the women bowed down with their faces to the ground but the men said to them why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he has risen remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee remember he said he was going to come back to life nonsense (laughs) it seems unlikely right i mean come on jesus is alive come on and one of the unique cultural things here is that women didn't have a witness voice in uh in in, uh, first century culture Uh, a woman could not be a witness to something only men and praise god that's all changed and uh Women have a voice, and that's good, and all, all that's amazing. But in this culture, they did not. And so the, the apostles, the disciples were like, no, that's not true. We have to see for ourselves. I'm one of those guys, not because I don't believe my wife when she says things, but I, I like to see things for myself. I like to see the evidence. My wife has the most in, amazing intuition. She can go, that's, that's not going to be good. And I'm like, what? like that that's fine and then it turns out not to be good and then i'm like oh you were right and um i need to listen more (laughs) and so do these disciples but they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense really jesus come back to life he's not there peter however Peter's the crazy disciple. He's the guy that's just aggressive. He's the cut off the ear guy. He's the jump out of the boat guy. He's the Jesus, you don't need to clean my feet guy. He's, he's the guy that's always saying crazy stuff and doing crazy stuff. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away wondering to himself, what happened? <laughs> oh, I don't know. were an interesting place. And these days, there was a preparation table. So usually they were cut into caves. And, or, or they were already caves. And then in the cave, they would cut these niches out. Much like we have mausoleums. Or or places where you go and you, 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 you cut these niches out. And there was a preparation table in the middle of the cave. And this is likely where Jesus was because of the timing of his death. They were unable, because of religious practice, to completely prepare him for burial. And so what the women were coming back to do, because they knew Jesus had died, was prepare him and finish the preparations for burial and then put him in a niche. And that's what they were coming back to do. And as a result, they come back and they find this preparation table with the the cloths laying on the table. And then there was this other uh, mask that they would put over um, uh, people that that had passed. And usually they would wrap it around the chin and over the top of the head so that the mouth wouldn't fall open. And, And this was all the things that they saw. So they, they walk in. Peter walks in and he says, oh my goodness, there, there's, the cloths are here, but Jesus isn't. Now we don't know if he like, you know, kind of woke up and then kind of unwrapped himself or if he just kind of went, you know, kind of out of the cloths and the cloths are just laying there, kind of like a Star Trek thing or whatever um, you want to call it. But uh, we don't know how that all happened, but we do know that it was neatly put there. And these guys were amazed. In John chapter 20, verse 11, we find encore number one. A few more details that we get in this passage is that John chapter 20, verse 11 says, Now Mary, this is Mary Magdalene, this is the one that Jesus drove seven demons out of. She's like really appreciative of what Jesus did for her life because he completely set her free. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, <clears throat> had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener. What? The guy that had driven seven demons out of you, you think is the gardener? Okay, this is how dead Jesus was. She could not imagine that even if the gardener looked like Jesus, it would be Jesus. This is how dead Jesus was. And this is how important it is to understand that Jesus did die. Because the unlikelihood of him coming back to life in their minds was like, it's not going to happen. And there Jesus stood before her, looking like a gardener. I don't know if he had like a a rake in his hand or if he was leaning on a shovel. You know, this is like Union Jesus, you know, leaning on the shovel. (laughs) Sorry if you're Union. I don't know, why would you think the gardener? (laughs) Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. Oh, man. In July of 1979, I heard Jesus call my name. It wasn't literal, but it was Jesus saying, Ricardo. I love you. Jesus said to Mary said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said, "Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead, my brothers, go, go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to, to my God and your God.' Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. She realized at that moment, Jesus was alive. Jesus is alive. It doesn't take the deliverance of seven demons to realize that Jesus is calling our name. And loves you so much that He died on a cross, that He rose again, that He appeared to others so that you and I could know He's a promise keeper. Encore number two continues in John chapter 20, verse 19. It says, on the evening of that first day of the week, so it's Sunday night, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. I don't know if Jesus kind of went, boom Just popped in. I think he did. I mean, he's a resurrected Jesus. So really nothing's beyond his ability, right? I mean, he can just pop in anywhere he wants right now. He's still in a physical body. He's still going on with uh, his his, his um, uh, resurrection, resurrected body and so, But he pops in on him The door is locked Which is why I think he popped in Because they made that point in this passage And he says peace be with you <laughs> I would need peace be with you too If he pops in like that After he said this He showed them his hands inside The disciples were overjoyed When they saw the Lord Again Jesus said peace be with you As the Father has sent me I'm sending you and with That he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you you forgive anyone's anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And Jesus pours out his spirit as promised into their lives. He promised them in John chapter 16 and 15 that he would pour out his spirit. That he would live within us. And he pours out his spirit into the lives of those. He he shows up to the disciples and he goes, look, here's my hands. You guys saw me hanging on the cross with the nails in my hands. You saw the spear go in my side that proved that I was dead. Here I am. And they were overjoyed. He is alive. And he fulfilled his promise to these guys who would followed him and, and would do anything for him. And here's another thing that's interesting about these disciples. They, all but one, died a martyr's death. One of the, the arguments for Jesus coming back to life was that people gave their lives for him. People that had followed him died for him. Why? Why would you do that if you thought that he died and didn't come back? Why would you do that if you thought that life was over when you died? Why would you give your life? Why would you allow yourself to be uh, hung on a cross or burned at the stake or head removed from your shoulders? All those reasons are things that they, they did that because Jesus is alive, not dead. And they knew that their life, their body, was only the shell And their spirit would live forever with Jesus. And so he appeared to them. And the last story, the last encore. Now, encore number three. So Mary Magdalene finds him at the tomb. Thought he was a gardener. He reveals himself to her. She's excited. The disciples realize that he is alive. And one of the disciples was missing. And that was Thomas. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus. call him Diddy, if you want. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So we we call this guy Doubting Thomas. This is who he is, right? A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you again. You know, it's like, boing, here I am again. This time Peter or Thomas is there. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Oh, gross. Stop doubting and believe. Jesus got right up in his face and said, Now knock it off. This is real. These scars are real. And I am truly alive. Thomas said to him, My Lord, my God. My Lord, my God. Then Jesus told, them, told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I like about Jesus, and here's what I like about Journey Church Ventura. Doubters are welcome. Doubters are welcome. The reason we call ourselves journey is because we realize there are people that are on a journey and need to walk through things and need to ask questions and need to go through a process of understanding who Jesus is. But I guarantee you, once you've seen Jesus, your life will change. I pray every week that Jesus shows up I pray every week that he reveals himself That you, you'll, never, you'll never believe because you've seen Ricardo But you will when you see Jesus <laughs> en- Encores are amazing When I hear these guys sing And these guys present their ministry I'm like a little bit more would be nice and we're going to get a little bit more in just a moment but the most important thing that I would love for you to take away today is that Jesus is a promise keeper he is risen he did die and he did appear to others after he rose dead people don't show up most often (laughs) Jesus did and he's the only one. He's the only one that can give us hope. He's the only one that can help us understand that because of his encore experience, we can put our faith and trust in him and know that he is risen. And if he is risen, then we have life eternal. And we have a hope that we can live eternally forever. No matter what your circumstance, no matter at what point you take your last breath, it won't be your last moment of life. Because Jesus is alive and we will live with him forever Mary Magdalene needed the reassurance that the one who defeated her demons would defeat her eventual death And Jesus rose again for Mary Magdalene He rose again for you and for me The disciples needed Jesus to reassure reassure them that Jesus was still about the mission they had been given And him being alive caused their willingness to die for their faith Thomas needed proof He needed to touch and feel the scars Jesus was gracious enough to let him know That he was blessed because of his belief Because of his willingness to touch those scars If you're here today and you're doubting and you're processing I just want to encourage you, keep it up keep, Not keep doubting, but keep pursuing truth And I hope and pray that journey Would be that place where you experience that truth Who are you in this story? Are you Mary? Is Jesus your gardener? You know, are you you the disciples who are fearful and hiding And and you stay out kind of hidden And you just want to know that Jesus is alive and real And if you did, then you'd unlock the door, right? And start fulfilling the mission that God's given us Maybe you're Thomas and you just doubt and you need some reassurance you need some 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 evidence my prayer is that god will show up because he is our promise keeper he has risen from the dead and he has promised us eternal life will you pray with me god thank you so much for sending jesus to this planet as a perfect human being to die A brutal death so that our sins could be forgiven and rising again from the dead so that we could have eternal life and showing up and doing an encore performance so that people who are fearful people who are doubting people who are unsure uh, of of your your, uh, resurrected life would know without question that you are alive. Lord I pray for anyone in this room that came today maybe just on an Easter Sunday anticipating hanging out with family or, or, or whatever the case may be that today you would reveal yourself to them and show yourself to their heart and to their mind letting them know that you are alive that you are real that there is hope for eternal life and there is a beautiful promise of relationship with God forever and I thank you and I praise you for that we celebrate today the resurrection of Jesus we celebrate your love your grace and I pray right now for every person in this room that it would become more real to us than even the disciples that we would be willing to give anything and everything to fulfill your mission to this world like the disciples did maybe you're here today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ but today you have a view of Jesus that you didn't have before maybe you have enough convincing information like Thomas had to believe And even though we can't see Jesus Even though we can't put our finger In his nail scarred hands Or his pierced side We can believe that Jesus is alive Because of what the Bible says Like Billy Graham said in the very beginning Of the service This Bible is so true It holds its own value And truth And you're willing to believe it if that's you today and you haven't yet made a commitment to Jesus Christ all we have to do is say this short little prayer Jesus forgive me of my sins I believe you were raised from the dead and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life and if you're willing to pray that prayer then the Bible tells us you will be saved so let's pray that together right now if you and you don't have to pray it out loud just pray it in your heart Jesus forgive me of my sins Thank you for dying on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven. And I receive that forgiveness for my sins right now. And I believe that you were raised from the dead and I thank you for giving me eternal life and that now today, maybe for the very first time, Lord, I now have an eternal relationship with God and there is no barrier between me and him. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life.